Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Classified. Figure, Hi, I welcome think. to TFYLP episode 467. We're live tonight. Uh, you know, I don't know, whatever, January 31st, I think, something like that. Uh, we, we've got Rick. Forever Destron. We've got Peter. Forever Destronger. <laughs> and and uh, we've got Paul. Premium finish. <laughs> And I'm Lucas. Uh, so we got the comments uh, from, the, from the chat already going um, going strong here. Oh yeah, um, what, what what are they saying? What what Zeldron well, say? So Zeldron was saying that I is, is wondering if I was still grieving the Chiefs, uh, which obviously who wouldn't be? And Ron says, "Hey, can I get a uh, Lucas? Can I get a who day?" Uh, so I appreciate that, Ron. Thank you so much for just you know get, getting that in there so um so yeah yeah it was, it was lots of fun so um i've decided now to stop being a football fan and just devote my entire time to uh transformers so hey yeah. that's what i do instead, man instead of your family it's fine hey, oh, same, oh, oh yeah our family it doesn't or matter Something is the like show that, over? You know. Is the show over? Because Zaldron is already telling us what book club is. No, oh, he, he always starts and ends. <laughs> he, he, yeah. he bookends the show. A... He bookends the show with book club. I see. Yep. Cool. Cool. So, so anyway, so tonight uh, we're going to do a little animated uh, retrospective um, on it. So um, Derek Wyatt uh, passed. It's been a it's been a little while now. About a month and a half, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So we uh, wanted to kind of give it a little bit of time there before we, uh, you know, kind of gave our our thoughts and, and whatnot on uh, Transformers Animated. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. It was okay. <laughs> there we go. That's the show. <clears throat> Animated was the greatest G1 reinvention to ever exist. I will agree. And I would love for Animated to continue, come back in uh, Transformers Reanimated. Because we did Regeneration 1. So, Reanimated. Question, Rick. If... You, you, that was kind of a qualifying statement. The best G1 re, reimagination, right? What series hasn't been a G1 reimagination? You said the best one. Sure, all, sure, sure. Yeah. But, well, then I just 
Are there any that aren't G1 reimaginations? I just Beast Wars, Beast Machines. But that's still G1. It's continuation. That's, like the, that's the same story. Yeah, okay. Uh, movie. I'd say that's, a, I mean, still Optimus Prime and Megatron. Does, does, and... Ba- does the Bavers count? Or... <laughs> I would say it do- I would say it does. I, I, I don't know. I just, I hear people say, just the way you qualified that, made me wonder like what what isn't a g1 well okay i don't think took, there really is one it took stories that existed in g1 and reinterpret them in a new way dinobot island for example uh beast wars alita one uh you look at armada um, cyberverse you can say oh yeah they're you know to your point oh everything's a G1 reinvention because everything has the top tier characters in it right and it's but, Autobots Decepticon Cybertron you know all right. the, all the stuff all the hits but animated directly retold or attempted to retell stories that we were familiar with in an updated if if they were to make G1 today how would it be done how would that story be told Netflix. that's what animated did i think animated did a great job of like flipping the script in a lot of ways too though you know it wasn't just a straight retelling you know it's not like siege or war for cybertron where it was like straight up oh that's what they did back then let's do that again with cg or something like they took care to make things different in a way that made you go, huh, never thought of it like that. Like Optimus Prime, not the big the big leader, not the 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 bestest dude ever, you know? That little cool. little homages like the way Ultra Magnus was portrayed as Robert Stack. Right? Uh Sludge being the logo for an oil company. Mm-hmm. Little little things like that. The G1 Rekgar bike showing up. You know, when Rekgar's throwing things at somebody, he actually throws the G1 version of himself at somebody. I like uh, speaking, Rek- speaking, of, speak, speaking of those Easter eggs, one I remember that jumped out at me right away was all the pretender monsters, like, turned into those, like, mutants or whatever, like, pieces of them. That's kind of cool. Yep. Uh, and then animated also introduced us to brand new things. Uh, sorry, some Dak, uh, some Dak Tower, uh, Lugnut, Lugnut, Colossus Roads, right? Slow mo. Uh, it had a great bunch of human villains which if you look at g1 yeah there were human villains in g1 right and we all animated... love humans with our transformers so they can be done well and they can be done poorly and animated took care to do them they were campy and silly a lot of them but they were fun and engaging <clears throat> no absolutely yeah some of some of the things that were what was what was great about 
animated is that they seeded things throughout the show that would pay off later on. The Constructicons. You start off with two, then you get a third one, and then you were supposed to get a, a fourth, and Bulkhead was supposed to be the fifth. Um, stuff like the Allspark breaking up and all those little shards being put together into a container that, voila, there's the Matrix of Leadership. There's where it comes from. Uh, st- giving us stuff that, like Judd Nelson returning to the Transformers franchise as Rodimus Prime. Making Prime a, a significant title, like the way it is portrayed in the comic books, where it's 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 a title. Animated had its own spin on it. There was the title of Magnus, and then there was the title of Prime, and you can think of, like, General and Captain. And that's how they were portrayed in Animated. Um, I think, too, some of the new characters, uh, you know, Lockdown, I think, was the first... The first time that uh, he made an appearance, right? Yeah, lockdown, bulkhead. Oil slick. Yep. Bulkhead. Yeah, and bulkheads. Oil really... slick. Yeah. Um, stuff like Yokatron, based off of uh, Yokesan, who is the Transformer spiritual sensei, who had helped develop every single Transformer that had ever existed. Up until I think 2012. Um, you think about all the great things that came from animated that that we still carry on to this day. Um, yeah, uh, Bulkhead is probably the biggest one. He's been he was in Transformers Prime. He's going to be. In the new uh, a new G1S Legacy Chug version is coming out. Uh, Lugnut, Cyberverse, uh, everybody loves Lugnut, or I like to call him Blinken. Uh, Lockdown, Lockdown was in the film. Slipstream, right? I remember being blown away. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, Lockdown. They just made that guy. He's the villain in this movie. What is going on? And he looked yep. so cool. He looked like a, a finally like a real Transformer like on screen. It was awesome. Um, and uh, having the... I guess it wasn't the Ark, but the ship the Autobots are in turn into Omega Supreme. That was great. That spoiler was great. alert. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert for a show that ended, you know... 10 years ago. Uh, Headmasters. We we got Headmasters in it. Yeah. We got Headmasters and we got, we got Noob. If anything came from animated, it was the word Noob, which I now use in my daily vocabulary. Was that the first? It had to have been used. It was used way before that. Yeah, we were yeah, using yeah. it on FPSs back in the early 2000s, late 90s on right. playing Quake and stuff. Yeah, but not in Transformers. Not in Transformers, okay. no. Uh, oil Slick, yeah. Somebody mentioned Oil Slick before. Um, it gave us Team Char. Char, I mean, that's kind of like... 
That's an obscure reference. If you don't know, I mean, that's that's a season three. That's a deep cut, I think. That's a deep cut. It's a deep enough cut to where the veterans will all be like, oh, ooh, they said char. And, and other people will be like, eh, what? Yeah. Uh, we got Slapper. And Stryka came back. We got Red Alert, which was a combination, which gender reversal and animated had Armada tie. I'm sorry, yeah, Armada. I'm mixing my A's. Sorry, guys. Set me on fire. Hotshot. Hotshot came back. Yeah, and th- this was the first time we had Hot Rod, Hotshot, and Bumblebee in the same like universe. Speaking of Bumblebee. We had Wasp, which started off as a Bumblebee, you know, scout character. And again, there's that evolution. Wasp became Waspinator. Nobody saw it coming. Especially especially because of the toy. Yeah, nobody saw it coming. (laughs) Uh, There was a Wasp toy planned. Never came out. Uh, there was a lot of missed opportunities with animated toy wise though. Um, I mean, I think the line that we got was pretty darn good though. I mean, wouldn't you, so, wouldn't you say? Yeah. So Derek Wyatt worked with Eric Siebenhaler to make sure that the animation scene in the show was feasible from the toys, which they, they had, a, they were very close. They, they had a very good relationship uh, and, you know, there were some toys that we never got, such as a Devastator. Uh, so the idea for season four animated, uh, we had, who, who were the two Constructicons we got first? Was it, it was uh, Scavenger and Scrapper? Sure. And then we got... Who was the little guy? Boss? Oil, oil Master. But... No, no, not Oil Master. Dirt, dirt Boss. Dirt Boss. Dirt boss. boss. Right, so we got Dirt Boss, who obviously was going to be the head of Devastator. There was going to be another guy, who I think was going to be Mixmaster. And then Bulkhead. Turns out, not only was he a Space Bridge genius, he was also a Constructicon, which is why he was green. So he was going to be the pants of Devastator, uh, and and we never we never got that that figure because it the line ended. Uh, we never got Omega Supreme because that line ended. Uh, we'll, we can talk later about why the line ended. Uh, never got a slipstream from animated. Um. Is there anybody else that was in the show that we we didn't get? We got Blur. We get we had John Mashita come back as Blur, which is crazy. Corey Burton coming back as Shockwave, and and, and, and Megatron. Yep. And and well, he played Megatron. He he came back as Shockwave and Spike. And we had David uh, yeah, the- in there as well. As Optimus. David Kay. 
only actor to play both roles. Although Neil Kaplan did play Megatron in one episode of R.I.D. because the voice actor for Megatron was sick or something. But that doesn't count. It was one episode. Um, oh, we never we, got an Alita One toy. Although I can't say that we would have gotten one for sure. Uh, we never got an Earth version of Ironhide. Which was supposed to be so. At the end of season three, our team, you know, uh, Prowl dies, and a new team was, you know, we needed someone to substitute that new team. So in season four it was going to be Bulkhead, but he was going to be slimmer and fitter. So he got redesigned for season four. He was he was more muscular, more trim. Um, Bumblebee, Ratchet. No, Ratchet stayed on on Cybertron, so it was going to be Jazz, Ironhide, and Optimus. And we actually designed, or uh, yeah, we actually did design the animation model for for Ironhide, for the Earth mode Ironhide, which was heavily inspired by the films because he had the arm cannons, and he had the G one windshield over his face yeah for for those of you that were not around at this time this was like the first new series following the release of transformers the movie yeah and that was part of you could say why it wasn't successful so internally uh we believe that kids wanted to play they wanted to age up so if you were seven, you wanted to be a 10-year-old. You wanted to play with what a 10-year-old was playing. If you were a 10-year-old, you wanted to be what a 14-year-old was playing. If you were a 14-year-old, you wanted to play with yourself. So you had two very distinct-looking brands. Animated, you could say, looked like a baby brand. Let's be honest. You could say it looked like a baby brand because it was on the shelf next to Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah. Right? So when you have Revenge of the Fallen and you have commercials for a live-action movie, which is super violent, and then you have Transformers Animated, which looks like Teen Titans-ish, kids want to play with what they think is the non-baby stuff. And that I mean, was a part... lot of the animation at that time was a similar style. Like, a lot of them looked like that. Yes, and how successful were their toy brands, right? Especially when you have two competing brands, you know, Revenge of the Fallen and Animated, next to each other in the, in the same, um, on the same shelf, in the same aisle, next to each other, both say Transformers. But one, the colors are very real world. The other one, the colors are, you, you can say, like, like very flat looking, right? And the design, the artwork, it's all very different. The logo is completely different. So that was part of, I, won't, I don't want to say animated's failure, retail wise but 
part of its struggle retail wise competing with revenge of the fallen which was also such a vast line there were so many different footprints that revenge of the fallen had fast action battlers uh, uh robot replicas yeah robot real, replicas real gear stuff real gear the gravity bots the, the robot heroes they, they robot little, heroes yeah. deluxe voyager leader um the big lot, chunky electronic yeah. guys yeah, a lot of different things compared to animated. But I feel like then, that's the thing that they're trying to, I feel like, do now is rather than having completely different designs for the movie and the uh, the cartoons and, you know, all, all that type of thing, that they at least try to make somewhat of evergreen designs. And I'm really going to be curious with the with the new movie coming out in 2023, if they do try to stay closer to, you know, the G1 quote unquote design, or if they're going to just let Michael Bay just have it where it's, it's still completely different than, than what, you know, G1 or, you know, whatever the, the various cartoons, cyberverse or, you know, whatever the new cartoon is going to be at the time. Well, I mean, I would imagine it'll be in the same, design profile as the bumblebee movie was at least that's what i'm hoping for yeah i mean i think that that makes a lot of sense because like if at least if it's reminiscent of you know what and and i guess bumblebee is not necessarily bad but i know a lot of the other characters it's like you there's no way that you could say oh the movie character you know you could even pick what the name is compared to, you know, the G1 version or other versions and in other media. So, um, you know, besides the, the look of the toys, um, the final nail in the coffin for, for the show and for the toy line um, because there were some toys that were released in Japan, which were supposed to be released over here, uh, along with a, a slew of repaints, um, uh, was the hub. The hub came along, and we needed a new Transformer series uh, because Cartoon Network had co-developed Transformers Animated so that they had the rights to it, uh, so that couldn't be brought over to the hub with new episodes. So that show had to end. And it ended very quickly, but there was enough time where it could it could wrap up. But, you know, some of the things we talked about were planned for season four. Um, Megatron was going to be in prison, and I think it was Kaon. And he was going to have the Beast Machines Megatron helmet where he had like he he had the Bane mask over over his face. Now we talked like this, yes. And he was gonna launch Kaon out into space, and Kaon was gonna land outside of Chicago, right in the right in the the Great Lake. Boom! So you know you had this piece of Cybertron land in the Great Lake. Uh, sorry, was a teenager now. Uh, you had your new Autobot team. Uh. And then, uh, not Ultra Magnus, but Sentinel Prime was was kind of going to be coerced 
to help Megatron escape and, and he was going to go down a darker path. So, so, Op- so Optimus could beat the shit out of him eventually? You know, he was going to have his redeeming moment where he was going to come back. But Optimus like, could uh, still finally get to beat the shit out of him. Because that's what yeah, we wanted. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, maybe. Maybe. So, I mean, there were so many great toys planned. There was the, the Hydro Dive Bumblebee. That came out in Japan. Uh, that was planned for the U.S. as well. The Flying Optimus. I don't remember what that was called. Peter? Wingblade. Wingblade Optimus. Yeah. Uh, and what was the... Oh, Blackout. 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 And Blackout, um, yes. So. Bakon 2010, all the animated stuff dropped like right then. And I remember just tables and tables and tables of uh, Japanese animated stuff. And people losing their shit over Blackout and the Wingblade Optimus, and it was, and the the paint was so much, you know, this is before brand unification, so the paint was really shiny and sparkly right. and pretty. And we got ah. sued at Hasbro uh, from the studio over Blackout. They said he was too close, and that we had to retroactively pay them royalties. So, yep, so that happened. Um, so, so not a lot of people maybe know this, unless you were living it, it like the Japanese animated release was really strange. Like all the toys had these weird redecos that were shiny, like Peter was saying, but it wasn't like all the paint was shiny. It'd be like just the elbow would be shiny or the, or the thigh or this one strip of paint. It wasn't consistent. It was very, it was very hit or miss with the deco, and well, um, a lot of people didn't like it. The the glittery metallic effect was only in some places, but the whole figure they were pretty different. It was yeah. it was like they were all darker. Yeah, they were not the same toy, just with a few paint app differences. They were completely right. different, but it was just there were some weird choices made on the Japanese side, and they released a lot of them in two packs instead of individually at at first. Yeah, I think they were going kind of for that like Beast Wars feel, where they did the two the versus packed, and then they did the individual pack. Um, I mean, here stateside, we were supposed to get a ton of repaints too. There was um, a Swindle repaint, a Blur, a Thundercracker, um, the White Soundwave. I have that one somewhere yeah yeah i got a, a few, few of those escaped yeah yeah I, got, I might have a box full full of those um oh, there's a whole there was a whole bunch and there was a few figures that got to the um prototyping stage the the hand carved stage um that triple changing megatron from season three season four uh and Hot shot, and there was another one too. I forget who. So, but oil slick made it. Oil slick made it. Thank goodness we all needed oil slick. Oil slick made it. Oil slick made the pitch for Transformers 4. Oil slick was getting a redeco as well. Okay. Yeah. 
Oyslick made the pitch for Transformers 4, and he made the pitch for the uh, for the Pirates concept for Transformers Prime Season 4. So that's one thing. There. Yeah, that's one thing from animated that you know carry forward besides Bulkhead. Um, some Dak. Sumdak Tower. Sorry, Sumdak and her dad. Is it Isaac Sumdak? What was his name? That sounds right. Maybe. So in Transformers Prime, we had a villain called Silas. And for the longest time, like, we were all pushing for him to be Silas Sumdak. Just just to tie the name back, not not make them, you know, different universes, not related in any way. And um, the studio just, they didn't understand the reference. They didn't want our show to reference another show. Weird. Even though it's Transformers and everything references another show. Right. So. You'd think you'd want to, like, kind of pull everything together and, but. Uh, creators are, you tell them it's from another show and they're not interested. They're like, oh, this is, this is from another show. It's like fighting tooth and nails just to get those references in there, just to put like the, the techno babble into episodes Mm -hmm. because they, they don't, they want to make their own thing. Yeah, it's still part of the identity of the brand to have these other things, which came from other iterations, which are beloved by by fans. Uh, but um, uh, Derek Wyatt, I got a Derek Wyatt story. So this was the first time I met Derek. Um, one of the, the one of the first times I met him was it it was a Bacon. And we were riding the the shuttle together back to the airport af- after the show had ended. And we were talking about Shattered Glass. Because I think this was the year that Shattered Glass first came out, right? And he was a guest at Bacon. And we were talking about um, he really liked the idea of evil Autobots and good Decepticons. He's like, I got to get that into season four. I got to get that into season four. I'm like, so the whole shuttle ride back, we were just talking, we were just throwing ideas back and forth about, you know, how, how, how does it happen? Is it an alternate universe? Does someone set off like, like a time bomb or something? Or, you know, what, what is the event that leads to, you know, things getting switched around? Um, and we talked about about you know sorry is the one she she knows the universe is wrong maybe she has to fix it uh, so he was really into shattered glass and um, I felt good that something that was created on the side outside of his show got him so excited that he had to put it in his show. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing for season four that never that never made it though. And uh, Derek did help ultimately a few years later design the heads for the uh, for the Bacon exclusive um, figures for the Stunticon team and 
um, the other guys as well. That's cool. The only thing you... that's a little frustrating on the Stunticon team is they didn't transform. Or, I'm sorry, they didn't combine. I mean... That was yeah. kind of in the infancy of third party, too. Like, when they were all still, like... Everything was hippy-dippy cool. And it... I remember someone was going to make a combiner kit, and then it never happened. Yeah, it was, it was still the garage kits phase. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, somebody... Uh, I remember who had designed out uh, components that would allow them to combine together into a robot, into Menasaur. Um, but it didn't happen. And I think I think it was okay for the story because that stuff didn't exist in animated just yet, mm-hmm. right? Because Devastator hadn't happened yet. So, so the idea of Menasaur... Um, you didn't. You didn't necessarily need them. So, Peter, we, do you have any Derek Wyatt stories uh, yourself, or did you have any chance to meet him at uh, at any botcons? This this all predates my willingness to talk to anyone ever anywhere. Um, so, no, I went. I just went off camera. That's where I've been the last couple of minutes looking for my almanacs, my fanzines, and whatnot. Didn't find them. I found my 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 animated manga book but that was it i have some fanzines somewhere that are season four ish um man that bacon set we went through so many changes there were so many ideas for what that animated set could be um we at one point uh a guy named joe moore a friend of mine he had mocked up so many different figures we had mocked up sky gary from megatron uh i think we were i think we were trying to cut deep because nothing really seemed to fit with the molds that were available um i remember sky gary was was like the one that stuck out the most to me um, and then it was it was Brian Savage who said, "Hey, we need a, we need a set. We need like all these guys to like be a team of some kind." And I think it was Lanny Latham who said they need to be. Is there like one? Is there like one of them combiner teams that that you know we could do right? And uh, I think that's where the Stunicons came from. Which at the time, they'd always made the sets like really non-homogenous. So it was kind of like amazing that this set was one group of dudes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the closest you got was like uh, the Beast Wars set before. Beast Wars set. Or, but it I still mean, had Dinobot in it from, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, that was, you know, that was the thing because... Brian didn't really have a whole lot of confidence in animated. Um, and so making them set made it okay in his mind to take the chance and do it. Hmm. Uh, we had talked about doing um, the, the three re- unreleased figures in the U.S. As, as like club exclusives and 
royalty wise it didn't work out hasbro didn't want him to do them uh because hasbro still said well there's money to be made off those so oh. maybe we'll put them out what a bad decision <laughs> i i know there was a lot of figures that didn't make the subscription figures too because hasbro said well there's money for us to be to make off that but they never came out um the one that really pissed me off was blue blue streak out of that prowl mode for for the original chug which is why i think the club ended up doing that combiner blue blue streak um yeah hasbro at one point said you know what what if we took season three split it up and packaged it with you know those three figures so that almost came to be tried to sell them to amazon didn't work out uh the club wasn't allowed to use them um <laughs> this is dumb. This is dumb decisions and, and then by the time that we had an opening it was like animated was like three years ago nobody cares we're we're, we're beyond that right we're moving past that I mean that I think there there is some logic there, you know, like you need to wait for like an anniversary or something for it almost to be nostalgic before you do that kind of thing. Fifteen years next year, right? Yeah. They, shouldn't they just skip ten for no reason? <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I do feel like a little bit that uh, the animated kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Just because I know Prime was pretty, you know, beloved and, you know, it, it still continues. It, like, had a pretty good run on, on Netflix and a lot of the other shows. And so I, I feel like the animated, that's the other thing, too, is is that, um, you know, because of, like you said, uh, Rick, about the rights. I don't know if that was the reason why or whatnot, but it, um, you know, it's... It's not as you know, it's as prevalent on the streaming services as, as some of the other shows. Right. So that's that's again because of the rights. So it's it's kind of falls into that RID category, where you're you're never going to see it again, on TV or on a streaming service. So the chances of us ever seeing a, another animated TV show. I think is is done, and unfortunately, it's just, it's just because you have to work with someone else to get it done, and then you have to share profits, or they get paid over and over. Yeah, but I I think just continuing animated is is like a non-starter. Trying to do a show like animated again, to me, people at at the big age would just say, "Well, that's Cyberverse." Yeah. So I don't, I, and I, and I just don't think animated works the same way in a comic form. So I I kind of think animated is it's its is, own thing, and it, it works yeah. as an animated series only. You couldn't you couldn't effectively like showcase the the literal animation how like like people were. Bumper Robinson's characterization of Bumblebee was animated, you know? Uh, it was Jeff Bennett's characterization of Bulkhead was animated. Everyone, like, had these, like, motions and movements and things. They were really, really, really active 
on screen. It's hard to capture that in a comic without like making everyone look like a, I don't know, like a swirly mess. It, and it's tas- Tasmanian devil. Like Tasmanian devil. Yeah. Right. yeah. It worked um, on screen. Bumper Robinson. Uh, he was the little kid in Enemy Mine. If a classic sci-fi movie, classic sci-fi movie with Dennis Quaid, who was General Hawk, and yep. Lou Jr. Yep. Um, Paul, you've seen Enemy Mine. I, surely you've seen Enemy Mine. You nope. son of a bitch. Come on. Only thing I've seen is this Allspark Almanac I'm living through while you're talking. It's like, uh, I'm literally turning to a page and like, oh, that's what he's talking about right now. How, shit. how did that come to be? Do we, do we know what uh, the backstory on that is? Um, slightly. I, I don't want to get too into it because I, I may say something that's incorrect, but Jim Sorensen and Paul, help me out. You got the book in front of you. Who's the other guy? Bill, Bill Forrester. Forrester. Bill Forrester. I don't know why I was blanking. Two great guys. Um, they started putting together the Allspark Almanac. Um, I don't think they had much input from Derek on it. I think they, they took the liberty of, of writing things themselves. Um, uh Because uh, there was, I think it was the Allspark Almanac. We almost got sued at Hasbro for something. Oh, I think there was a planet map, like a star chart. And there was a, there was a bunch of planets in there that are named after Conan, the barbarian characters. And so whoever owns Conan came after Hasbro and IDW. And it was a big issue. And then I remember telling Jim Sorensen about it. It's like, hey, remember that, you know, when they when we got like, all this like legal stuff. And he's like, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, you remember all the Conan stuff? And he's like, yeah. Like you, nobody ever told you what happened with that. He's like, no. So, um, yeah, I think that was the Allspark Almanac. Anywho, I'll look for a um, star map quick. That might be in the, um, one that's the expanded one, which is two books together. Uh, yeah, so that's that's one example of animated publishing that went really, really well. Uh, the Allspark Almanac was basically like a generations book yeah. with every little detail from the show put into it. Uh, complete comprehensive guide is like the art of animated, but it also explained the the culture and the nuances and a lot of the Easter eggs. And then it built on those things and gave you even more. So uh, if you like animated, get the Allspark Almanacs. Now, was that Jim's first uh, book uh, for Transformers? Gosh, I don't, I don't remember. I don't think so. I, I thought there was something else. Yeah. Um, but Jim Sorensen will be at TFCon, along with everybody else who's ever worked on Transformers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, coming up in J- March. Jim's a good guy. I know we had him on uh, for an interview. Gosh, it's been a while when his uh, when his last book came out. 
Yeah, uh, Jim's super nice. Um, although he wouldn't let me room with him at TFCon, I said, "Well, what if I just sleep on top of you, and we, we don't have to get another bunk or anything?" He's like, "No, no, my wife won't like that." Like, All right, well. So, um, yeah, uh, animated, great toy line. If it were to continue, what would be the first thing you want to see released for in for the animated toy line? Ooh, if like a straight legit continuation of the toy straight line, fantasy straight continuation of straight animated. continuation of the toy line. Man, I gotta have that Omega Supreme. That's the one. I gotta have that Omega Supreme. I'm I'm so disappointed that third party guys really didn't pick up on animated. There was a guy, I think it was a uh, MarksProjects.com, and he was making custom animated Supreme ships and uh, I'm sorry, Omega Supreme animated ships. Yeah. And, but he was it was like eight hundred dollars a pop. But they transformed and everything. They looked really good. Yeah, they had a lot of detail. I think they had LEDs in them and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he made some lug nuts as well. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Um, I mean, is there any way we could get a Titan of of that? I mean, I realize we already got a G one Omega Supreme, but I feel like that's uh, the closest we got a G one arc. Get. Uh, I mean, we are getting a Cybertron Metroplex. Yeah, I right. Guess nothing. Nothing's off the table. So anything is possible. This is this is right next to my uh, Allspark Almanacs and my big pile oh. of books down here. That that was another lifetime ago. <laughs> I was a teenager. <laughs> oh, Who's that, that dog? That's Who's Philo. That dog? That's Fido. He died in my arms. Um. <clears throat> anyway, uh, Peter, same question. Omega Supreme, I'm guessing. Omega Supreme. Yeah, Omega Supreme. Okay, non Omega Supreme. Who would it be? Lugnut Supreme. <laughs> well, that's the clear choice for a retool. Um, I, I'd like to see. I mean, can I can I just say all of the rest of Team Char? Yeah, Striker would be cool. Yeah, Give, I yeah. I kind of want the humans. Was it Impossible Toys? Yeah, yeah, Impossible, Impossible Toys, toys did, did some, those. Some really rough ones. Yeah, yeah, they were shitty, though. They were pretty oh. shitty. Yeah. Impossible Toys did some good stuff, and then they did those. Yeah. I swear I, swear I remember somebody was, like, giving those away. It might have been Orson that had a bucket of them or something. Like, I don't and even he remember. couldn't but... even sell them. He couldn't even like, give them away. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, I'm I'm reminded of uh, of one of the human characters. So slow mo. Anybody know where slow mo came from? So at Hasbro, you had your um, first initial, and then like you had the first letter of your first name, and then like the first three letters of your last name put together, and that was your email. Right. So um, Samantha Lomo, who's who's now, you know, very high up, who I, I think is probably going to be a CEO one day at Hasbro. 
she was a VP of the Transformers brand at the time. So her email was slowmo at hasbro.com. And that's where slowmo came from. It's Samantha Lomo. And we know Angry Archer was Aaron Archer, who said, oh, he's got to have a robot hand. And that's why the Angry Archer has a robot hand. Um, yeah. So, so There's was there great, uh, great uh, humans. Was there a Rick? Uh, there was no. Or? There was no Rick. There was uh, the Cybernailer was potentially for season four, which was Eric Cybernailer. Mm-hmm. But we had the we had the head the face drawn up for the Cybernailer. Um, Colossus Rhodes, uh, I had pitched as part of um, Rescue Bots as being one of the villains that fights the rescue bots. Colossus mm-hmm. Rhodes was a pro wrestler in Transformers Animated. And I just liked the idea so much. I'm like, oh, he's got to fight. He's got to fight the Transformers again. He's got to come back. Uh, but he never made it into rescue bots. Um, Hydra was no. there. Yeah, a couple fans made some yep. made some appearances. Evangelist, yep. um, Hydra, a couple couple other guys. There were some deep cuts in Transformers Animated. Um, God, who just so many great episodes in Transformers Animated. Just like the part where Weird Al Yankovic plays Rekar, and he says, and Ratchet says, what are you, stupid? And Rekar says, I dare to be stupid. <laughs> Which, for those of you who don't know, is the song that was playing when the Autobots and, and, and Junkions made nice in Transformers the movie. So right. it was a nice cyclical you know and that was that was written by Weird Al Yankovic as well. <clears throat> I dare to be stupid. Um, he was also talk- at uh, he was at Botcon oh. that year too. I think yeah. because of his, his and, appearance in animated. And he did his trans his Optimus Prime impression, but it was just the Rekar voice saying, "Hi, I'm Optimus Prime." Uh. I love the fact that they called they called Slag Snarl. That was before the name Slug came around. Um, they called him Snarl, and she's like, "You called him Snarl? Yeah, I was gonna call him Slag, but he got offended." Like, kids don't know that. Kids don't understand, right? And then like something bad happens, and then Sorry goes, "Oh, Slag." And it cuts right to commercial. Like kids don't know. Kids, kids are stupid. Kids don't know. I mean, I have so, kids. So kids, Rick, like kids when don't you, know anything. When when you keep talking about season four and what was planned for that, was there an alternate ending planned uh, compared to what we actually got in season three? Um, I don't 
think so. I think it was in development when word came out. So we, they just, it just had to be wrapped up in a way that just like left it open, but at the same time wrapped it all up. Mm-hmm. You know, hell we got Grandis. Grandis. And Transformers animated. Yes, we did. That would have been a fun toy. Yeah. I love that Trax had his little glasses, right? Power Glide was a tank because there no Autobots could fly. I always thought that was weird that Autobots couldn't fly. I don't know yeah. where that came from. It's kind of dumb. Galvatron said it. It was a line in Return of Optimus Prime Part 2. He just straight up said Autobots can't fly and started laughing. Uh, so maybe someone was watching that since it was more readily available on video cassette at that point during development of the series. I don't know. Yeah, because everyone was watching video cassettes. You know me. Uh, Wait. Peter was. Um, yeah. So that that was Transformers animated. Paul, did you were you someone who appreciated animated in its day, or did you not care? I mean, I know. You oh, know. I certainly did. I I loved it. I thought it was great. And I have seen some treasures that I was not meant to see, like the. I have been in the presence of the Thundercracker toy, as well as the American Blackout, which most people say doesn't exist. And I laugh at them because I'm like, it certainly does, because I have seen it, and it is not the Japanese one. Hmm. Paint decos, you know, it's the same thing as it's the American version of what the Japanese one was. I can honestly tell you I've never seen, because I have all the unreleased ones, but I don't have the Blackout. The other one, the... I, have to dig I don't know. I, I might have to call Boulder Dash shenanigans on that. I think you're the one that doesn't believe me because how could it, how could little old me know something you don't? But I am well, I mean, promising I was there, you there, there. I was is there an working on one. the brand when it, you know, like, you know. I say, Rick, Rick would have, I have a, certainly. Have, have we have himself, the package right? samples. Of the Hydra Dive Bumblebee and, and the Wingblade Optimus. Um, it could just be a Takara factory sample that you saw. Um, it could be, but it would be strange to have it be so different. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh... Anyway, so yeah, I really like I liked animated. I thought it, I thought it was cool, and it was sad that it that it ended. But I I just loved the ongoing stories that they had going on throughout the whole show, like especially the RC um, Ratchet story line that they wove into the end. Yeah, I loved when Shockwave finally turned purple. There's like so many moments in animated that were just like so. Imp- they were big moments, like when Megatron finally gets his body back, and like there's a string of like 
five minutes that's like some of at the moment was like the best Transformers storytelling of uh, ever. Like when Rise he comes up. In, yeah, he right. Yeah. Megatron comes back. He nails Starscream. He tells the Decepticons to rise up. And he said, and Optimus Prime, he's like, who are you to Optimus Prime? I mean, it's like all in one little chunk. It's amazing. <laughs> it's very, very good. And I love that's one of my favorite Transformer moments is that section of animated. That's one of the best Decepticon moments in any Transformers fiction period. It's yeah, it's it's one of those. It's like, you know, like Decepticons forever with Ravage and Beast Wars where it's like, oh, shit, the bad guys are going to win now. And it's just like, yay. Uh, Rick, you're getting yeah. some questions in the chat. Oh, OK. Um, I'm six foot one. I'm 299 pounds. Uh, what other questions are there? Um, they're asking size, size osmosis- 12 wide. OK. Osmosis Dark Held David wants to know, do you have prototypes of any of the animated toys? Like, which the, toy? I don't know. That's the question. I mean, prototypes is casting a wide net. <laughs> um, some of the repaints that didn't get released, yes. Yeah. And what else? What if Transformers animated episode where Prime and team goes to find Shockwave and the Driller from Dark of the Moon? I guess that's just a what if gee whiz. Wouldn't it be cool if they had Shockwave had a Driller like he did in the third movie? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I could I could see a cool animated version. Basically, you can take anything from any part of Transformers and make it animated style you can make it and have it work yep and have it be cool the only thing that i don't know if it would work is we were talking about this when when matt reinhardt was on the show i said i wanted a a no way home event where like g1 optimus cartoon shows up and then like animated cartoon optimus shows up and it's david k and then like Optimus Primal shows up, but it's scary Chuck. And then, like, Cyberverse Primal's heading towards the portal, but then they close the portal real quick. And they say, no, not that guy. So, Rick, do you have a favorite uh, animated episode or story arc? Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, I love that episode where, like, Sorry puts together the team. Of uh, I think it's Scavenger, Snarl, Rekar. Um, and then the last episode is great. The very last episode is awesome. So, Lucas, same question. Which which episode is my or story arc is my favorite from animated? Is that that's your question for me? Sure. Um, boy, it's been a while since I've watched animated. I mean, I remember at the time that, um, it was, it was a lot different than, you know, all the other media that we're getting at the time. And I really appreciate it. Uh, but I have not had a chance to recently go back and, uh, and and watch it myself. So I'm, I'm not sure which one, um, I would choose. 
So Paul did share the image of the blackout with me. So I can honestly tell you I've never seen it. Um, so I would probably say it's the rarest of the of you know the rare ones. Uh, I sent you another link. I mean, you can see this is the the Japanese version compared to this one. Sure, sure. And you know, you bring up like maybe it's a Takara sample. That is that is possible. This could just be a pre Takara sample, but it does have like different markings on it and stuff that lead me to believe it's a U.S. version. Yeah, I I think now that I remember it, that might have been in the AllSpark. Almanac, um, but I never, I never handled it. I never saw it around at the office. And well, this came, there, this there came was definitely with definitely no package samples. Yeah, this came loose too. This came from uh, nefarious sources back in you know twenty two thousand nine or whatever, and um, it came along with a thundercracker. So these were you know factory assembled yeah. samples. Yeah, I have the thundercracker. There was another part of animated that I, oh, the other, the other like, holy shit moment for me was when Shockwave turned purple and kneeled in front of Megatron and like, if you knew, if you knew stuff, you knew like, oh, he's talking, like, that's the voice actor talking to himself, you know, but it was, he suddenly changed into Shockwave voice from long arm and it just like felt so good. It was, it was, and then, they, and then at the same time, they, they, I think we knew it was coming. There was that two pack, the the purple long arm packaged as Shockwave that was coming out, and uh, it was just so satisfying to see that happen on screen because it happened like at the end it, of an episode, and it was. I think that I think that two pack came out first. It yeah, it did. because I yeah. remember being surprised that oh he turned purple, that's cool. Real, yeah, like you thought it was going to be a toy only thing, like. Oh God! Yeah, I wish he would just do that, and then he does, you know, because he's like, he's like, "Fuck it, I'm a Decepticon, and I don't care like, who knows." And let, like, let the gig me is serve up. you under my true colors. Yeah, because like at this point, the Decepticons are like so confident they're gonna win that like he doesn't even care anymore. And another thing that was funny about that is like Lugnuts in the background like flipping out because Shockwave is clearly, you know, above Something him up. on the pecking yeah. order. Yeah. Without even having to try, because he's so good, I just, I just loved it. And they both only have one eye, so they kind of like, you know, totally hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I guess you could say Lugnut had five eyes, right? He had like the four, the two on the side, and the big one, debatably. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, when I think of animated, those are the things I think of. It was so like those memories, the way I felt when I saw those things, it was so cool. And that whole scene with Starscream getting killed a thousand times in a row, that was really funny and cool. I remember, you know, when Cyclonus showed up, thinking, yeah, oh, was... crap. Because I remember I had I saw that episode, like, uh, months before it aired. And, uh, like, we were just, we were having a meeting, and then, like, Steve Drecker comes in, and he's like, Hey guys, I want to show something to you. And he plays the episode. And I just am like, oh my God, it's like clonish. Like I had no idea any of those characters were in the show. And 
it just like I remember thinking, man, Cyclonus, one of my favorite dudes, and he's a badass. Yeah, that was looks, how they opened season three, right? Yeah, yeah. Team Char, yeah. It was such a tease because you're like, oh wow, all these characters are coming. <laughs> and then you never see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were supposed to be in t- in season four. Yeah, they were supposed to be season four. Well, that does that's still rude. Like a whole season <laughs> between the two. But yeah, Cyclonus looks so cool because he's like they made him extra dark. Like his skin is like gunmetal instead of light gray. He just he was freaky. Yep. Yep. There's some good good characters in there. Uh yeah. Yeah, man. Oil slick and slapper and strike a blackout. What a team, so do, man. Do you guys have a favorite toy uh, from the toy line? Rekgar. Mm. I think I like the Optimus. Like the the Voyager Which Optimus one? was like <laughs> the Voyager one was like one of the best optimuses at the time it has the weird you know it has to pose sort of weird but like it can still pull off a ton of cool things and i guess i kind of i would say like the elite guard version of it is kind of the weirdest one and the the Mm -hmm. coolest just because it's that that weird japanese thing and we never that we never even saw that i would assume that was supposed to be like a season four deco that didn't you know came out as a toy in japan but never um saw the light of day otherwise Hmm. Favorite toy. I mean, I don't know. I'd guess maybe Soundwave. Soundwave and Oil Slick. I feel like that jazz toy was a really good one. Especially at the time. Yeah, jazz was pretty good. Yeah. Magnus was good too. I mean, there's oh, really Magnus not a lot too, of right. Yeah, the, a lot of the toys were all were all pretty good though. I mean, oh, you know what? No, I take it back. It's that leader class bulkhead with the headmaster. Yeah, so uh, the leader class bulkhead, he could talk, and it was the it was the actor from the show, and then you put the headmaster on, and the voice changes to the headmaster voice. Yeah, that that was the cool one. That was the one. I don't think anyone has mentioned Blitzwing this whole episode, but he is no significant, one significant in this show, and his toy is very good, in, in my opinion. I think it's very, very good. Yeah, Blitzwing. Um, that was another one that, like, it stuck with me. So when that Generations version came out, I'm like, we got to put the three heads in there. And Kaid was like, well, I guess we can tool up three heads, but we'll probably never release them. I'm like, no, 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 no. You got to pull a Manny faces and you got to put the three heads on the <laughs> one figure. Yeah, that was awesome. Like, that's another one yeah, of those that, things that persists, like, you know? And Yeah. Like, to me, like, you know, that should continue on with Blitzwing. And, and if he's in another show, that he, he should have that triple personality. I think there there is a new Blitzwing toy coming out, right? In Legacy. That is, yep. Yeah, that is uh, a leader class. 
because we need we need more Blitzwing. Leader. Yeah, leader. It's like Astrotrack's a leader. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am hoping we get leader class Repugnus announced soon, as well as uh, leader class Octane. And uh, probably get a leader class uh, Gnaw as well. I mean, he's actually, every character. Release, he's actually the shark. Every like time. Five. It's the queen, like yeah, five Nas or yeah. something at the leader price point. It'd be cool with that. Yeah, no, the leader class Nas. He has two little eggs. extra arms. He's got the big, long, like, egg sack laying thing from Aliens. And he, he lays little eggs. Looks like, yeah, he's got a termite butt. Yeah. Yeah. It's all drawn. That's so mean to say. Voyager um, Plus. Voyager Plus. Uh, man, I would have loved to have seen Transformers the movie done in an animated style. Didn't someone do like a, a demo of that? They drew they drew like 20 or 30 frames that were just like like every single one was like, oh, oh, oh. It like was painful to see. They were so good. Yeah, come have the Saigar, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got to find that. That's that's so good. So just real quick, I mean, we're over an hour, but is is the reason that animated just gets no love currently because of the rights issues with Cartoon Network? Because Cartoon Network did the premiere thing and they're like, hey, uh, we've new blah, 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 new Transformers. And then they buried it. It was on for like the first season was, you know, 6 p.m. on Fridays or whatever it was. And then they buried it at the 5 a.m. slot until it croaked. What? I, yeah, I hate, I hate how Cartoon Network does that. They're like they're really hyped about the the initial push, and then they're just like, yeah, whatever, let it let it wither. They've done that. It didn't with deserve the last that. Transformers shows though too. Uh, yeah, but this was like their Transformers show. Yeah, I don't know why it happens. Um, I think in season three it happened because they knew the show was ending, and they wanted the show to continue. So at that point, they're like, well, we're not going to make money off this. We'll show them once and that's it. Boo. It deserves better. And and now it's nowhere. If you have the divids of it, that's it. I think uh, the are the DVDs still up on Amazon for sale or is that long gone now? Maybe. Let's find out. I, I remember buying... Uh, the series on on Amazon, but that was several years ago. So I remember I got all excited when season three finally came out on on DVD. Still and, available uh, twenty seven ninety nine. Last time I purchased it was October twenty seventh, twenty seventeen. There you go. <laughs> yeah. See, I think I did Bye. the same thing. It, it, you know, I don't remember what year it was, but it was something like that where it's like, oh, hey, it's. Like, that's a good show. Like, I want to watch it. Like, 20 bucks on Amazon? Sure thing. Of course, trying to find a DVD player these days to, to play it sometimes might actually be the hard thing, right? Yeah. Let alone trying to find a VHS player. Oof. That's hard. VHS players are so rare, you don't even see them at, like, Goodwill stores anymore. 
pawn shops. Go to go to your local pawn chain and have them do a search for you. They'll find one. Mm. Well, I think we've exhausted everything we can talk about animated tonight. Well, guys, I appreciate uh, you being on tonight to, to discuss that, and I appreciate uh, everyone in the chat. Uh, I had uh, a few new guys uh, today, so we had uh, um, Jose and um, uh, Osmosis uh, Dark Help David, uh, and then uh, some of the uh, regulars as well, so uh, Zaldron, uh, uh, Peacemo was in there earlier, um, <clears throat> Man Monster Mecha was in there. Uh, Ron was in there. Illmatic Prime. Uh, Enots uh, as well. Daniel. Is there anyone else I missed? I think I, I, think I got it. I found the stuff. I what? have to show mm. you. The no, 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 no last minute changes. We're, no, we're no, 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 no. It's time to go. Oh, I do want to mention Book Club. <laughs> um book club is going to be revolution what is it the hell's the thing the revolution, the revolution is, is over, over but cybertron faces the threat of the approaching titans in till all are one five and six okay so book club is till all are one five and six got it okay thanks paul all right that looks good is it, so, yeah. is it sharing? It is. It is. Yep. It is. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Yeah. And then uh, programming note, there, I believe next week we may not have a uh, live show because uh, I'll be on vacation. So I apologize for that. Um, but uh, we'll try and do a pre-record. If not, we may uh, have to skip a week. So um but uh, we should have a microcasters on thursday though uh i believe we're gonna do some uh moon studios uh riding so uh check yeah out. i think we're doing a couple of those those guys so <laughs> okay uh, so oh Catherine uh jumped in uh late as well so thanks Catherine. and uh yeah and apparently zaldron says that you win paul so there you go I win what? All right. You I won mean, the internet. Won the Google Foo is the strongest. You, you, yes. you won the internet, oh, man. So. Well, it's hard to find TF the move the animated movie crossover with Transformers animated. They are the, the you need to do some work. Yeah, to lots that. Of, lots of porn comes up. So yeah, you lots use, of gotta use quotation marks. Watch yeah. out, guys. Rule Google thirty-four. So. Yeah. yeah. You All have right. to do more than the average bear. Well, thanks, guys, and we will uh, we'll see you maybe next week, next or the week after. Thank you. See you. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening. And ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting. And on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another T.
PFYLP. 